Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 364 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is, if I remember correctly, the 55th edition of The Weekender. Double so, nickels. Yeah, nickel nickel. So, have you ever counted that up or are you just guessing? No, I'm pretty sure I'm right. But you're not sure. I'm not 100% sure. sure, but I'm pretty sure I put out LIV as the last one, so... Well, that doesn't mean that was right either. Well, that's true. I'm not going to go all the way back through them, but hopefully that's right. So, Just checking. So anyway, let's move on with the Weekender, where we talk about amateur radio contests, open source events, and all kinds of other things that happen in both worlds. And then we move into hedonism, the spice of life, food and song and booze and all that good stuff. But we start with... As we always do, amateur radio contests, and Bill's going to tell us what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. All right, and here are the uh, contests that we found on contestcalendar.com. So uh, the first one here is the WVE Islands CUSO Party. It uh, runs from 1200 Zulu, August 29th, to 0300 Zulu, August 30th. The bands are 160 through 10. The modes, CW, single side band, and digital. And, of course, this is the U.S. Islands Party, so uh, this is to promote the U.S. and Canadian Islands programs to amateurs worldwide. So this opens up a lot more islands besides the normal Iota Islands <laughs> that uh, obviously you can't put, like, lake islands and stuff like that or individual islands and chains of islands in there. So the U.S. Islands program is more granular, so you can operate on some uh, pretty pretty cool little locations and get extra credit for uh, being on an island. Uh, perfect way to social distance. Go find one of those little <laughs> scrub islands out there in the Keys or something like that. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Uh, to promote verifiable amateur radio contacts with stations located on islands in the U.S. and Canada, the WV Islands stations can work everyone, and non-island stations work only the island stations. So that's what you're trying to collect if you're at home playing the game. Uh, and if you happen to be on an island, even better. Hey, how about that? Uh, the next contest is the uh, Worldwide Digi DX Contest, and that runs from 1200 Zulu, August 29th to 1200 Zulu, August 30th. Bands there are 160 through 10 as well. And modes, well, it's got to be your favorite, FT8 and FT4. So uh, you can uh, work WSJTX until your heart's content. Uh, WWDigi is a collaboration between the Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation, the WWROF, and the Slovenia Contest Club, the SCC. So uh, take and enjoy those contests, among others. And it looks like we have one state QSO party challenge for this weekend, and it is Kansas. So uh, get out there and work some Kansas stations this weekend. Next weekend, we have, let's see, the All Asian DX Contest, and that one runs from 0 Zulu September 5th to 2400 Zulu September 6th. 
bands there are 80 through 10, and mode is single sideband. Multipliers are for Asian stations. They get DXCC's entities once per band. And for non-Asian stations, Asian prefixes once per band. Uh, let's see. We also have the uh, Russian Riddy WW Worldwide Contest. And this one runs from 0 Zulu to 2359 Zulu on September 5th. Uh, bands there are 80 through 10 as well. Uh, modes, of course, is Riddy. So that's your Warble Warble. And multipliers there. Each uh, RUO Blast is once per band. And each DXCC country is once per band. So uh, there you go. You can enjoy those contests there. Let's see. The State QSO Party Challenges for next weekend are Colorado and Tennessee. So uh, be two states on the air for uh, for next weekend. So pretty busy weekend. All right. Pretty cool. We do have some amateur radio special event stations worth mentioning. Uh, the first one is the 15th anniversary of Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. And that's going to operate from August 28th through August 30th. Uh, it says 2300. Okay. So it's probably August 28th at 2300 Zulu to August 30th at 2359 Zulu. Uh, the call sign for this will be Kilo 5 Romeo. And it doesn't list frequencies, but it says they'll be on the general portion of 40, 20, and 17. Uh, in August and September of 2005, Hurricane Katrina and Rita made landfall in Louisiana. Katrina striking near Burris, Louisiana, and Rita landing near the Louisiana Texas border. When all else failed, hands from across the nations assisted with establishing communications into and out of the entire Gulf Coast area. Commemoration of the 15th anniversary of these two devastating storms will take place, as we mentioned. And more information regarding operations and certificates will be on the Kilo 5 Romeo QRZ page. A link, of course, will be in the show notes. And there's also a Facebook page, so or Facebook group, rather. So give that one a try. There's also the Come and Get Wyoming special event. This will be Whiskey 7 Yankee, operating out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. And this says, the W7Y special event station recognizes the postponed Wyoming Section ARRL convention hosted by the Cheyenne Arc in Cheyenne, Wyoming. They'll be operating on various bands and modes starting September 6th and ending on September 15th. And there will, of course, be certificate, QSL cards, so on and so forth. Links will be in the show notes. And they'll be on or about 7.25 and 14.25. And then we also have the Dog Island IOTA D-Expedition, North America 085, which will be Kilo 4 Delta operated by Kilo 5 Tango Echo November. This will be operating all the time from September 9th through September 18th, uh, on or about 7.074, 7.19, 14.074, and 14.275. And this is to light up a rare Iota Island and rare grid and rare county, uh, EL79, Franklin County. Uh, this is in Arkansas, actually. There's an island called Dog Island in Arkansas, and that's where that's going to be operated out of. But the thing is, it says Carabao, Florida. <laughs> so is there some sort of typo going on there? Um, I think it's Florida, yeah. EL is Florida, for sure. Is it? What's the... Oh, K5TEN is from Hot Springs, Arkansas. I got you. But the, yeah, the thing is in Florida. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. So, all right, I screwed that up. <laughs> I was like, wait, something doesn't seem quite right there. So, I was kind of hoping there was a dog island in Arkansas. That would be <laughs> yeah, there might be. So, anyway. yeah, and it looks like it's, uh, yeah, just, uh, off the uh, south end of the panhandle of Florida, probably about, uh, I don't know, 30, 40, uh, miles away from Tallahassee. All right. Well, there you go. Rare grid, rare county rare iota so have fun with that and it's going on for quite a while so you'll have plenty of opportunity 
All right, so moving on from special events and contests, we have a quick announcement, and that is that the shipping of the items that have been purchased in the past couple of weeks from the Linux and the Hamshack store will be going out shortly. Had some delays with uh, fulfilling a couple of those orders, but we'll definitely make sure they get out. Just wanted to let everybody know they are coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything gets you know behind these days, but they'll be on the way within a day or two. So if you're looking for something from us, you'll get it soon. And uh, for the Linux and the Hamshack Ham Radio Challenge, I threw in here investigate and learn about digital VHF and UHF, mostly because I've been doing a lot of this lately and because we're trying to put Linux and the Hamshack on the air on, on a lot of these modes uh, so that you can get in contact with us via actual amateur radio or fake amateur radio, as Bill calls it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also check out Digital HF while you're at it. Works some. We're getting more online and more integrated as a podcast and open source related club every day. And there'll be a lot more announcements related to that in, you know, the near future. So stay tuned. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And we're going to move into this weekend in open source. Slip away from amateur radio for a little bit here. And we have a distro to dry. And I put in here Ghost BSD because on the last episode, we talked a little bit about the latest release of Ghost BSD. And Bill, since you know a little bit more about this than I do, let's uh, let you go ahead and fill us in. Yeah, this is the latest release of GhostBSD 20.08.04. And uh, GhostBSD is a simple user-friendly operating system based on the legendary security and stability of FreeBSD operating system. GhostBSD provides all the benefits of FreeBSD operating system combined with a focus on simplicity for newcomers. GhostBSD is shipped with a simple installer, including Mate or XFCE desktop environments. I've actually installed the XFCE, and I can highly recommend that that, that works. Works and looks pretty good. Pre-installed with a graphical application and to graphical. I can't even talk tonight. A graphical application to easily install software and update your system. Codecs to play music, uh, multimedia files is also pre-installed. GhostBSD is suitable for newcomers to BSD as well as uh, Starnix uh, experienced users. With modest hardware requirements, GhostBSD is ideal for modern workstations and single board computers with 64-bit hardware. And, uh, yeah, this one, uh, you can definitely install CQR log, FL rig, FL digi, WSJTX, and, uh, get on the air for sure using this as your, uh, Hamshack PC and be on the lookout for a video actually showing that on some real hardware. So, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully have that, uh, coming out fairly soon and, uh, try this distribution out. It's, it's pretty easy to use. And if, uh, you want uh, something a little different than Linux, well, you know, BSD is Definitely different than Linux. <laughs> Absolutely. So we also have some open source events that are coming up. And, you know, as with most of the things that are coming out these days, these are all online events. Uh, the first one I put in here is a webinar from Red Hat called Deploying Your First Ansible Playbooks, which might be useful to some folks. And we've been talking about Ansible on the show. So I thought I would mention this. I think there's more than one of these, but this particular one is on September 3rd at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time. And uh, it's all about, like it says, deploying your first Ansible playbooks for automation of your systems. So if that's meaningful to you, you should go ahead and check that out. Uh, we also have the API Specifications Conference hosted by OpenAPI Initiative. Uh, this will be running from September 9th through the 10th. It's a virtual experience, of course, so it will be free to attend if you so desire. It's a place for API practitioners to come together and discuss the evolution of API technology. ASC includes cutting-edge technology keynotes and sessions that chart the future of APIs. 
in-depth specification and standards discussions, and extensive tutorial track. The event is designed to be highly interactive with plenty of discussion time throughout the workshops and sessions. And they focus on things like RAML, Blueprint, gRPC, JSON schemas, GraphQL, Async API, and lots of other stuff. So if you got some programming experience, check that one out. And then we also have the Open Networking and Edge Summit Europe. Uh, this is a Linux Foundation event. And let's see. The virtual experience will be yeah, September 28th through the 30th, 2020. And let's see what they say about it. The, it's the industry's premier open networking event now expanded to comprehensively cover edge computing, edge cloud, and IoT. Open Networking and Edge Summit enables collaborative development and innovation across enterprises, service providers, telcos, and cloud providers to shape the future of networking and edge computing. So if you're into that kind of thing, check that out. Lots of open sourcey type stuff and, of course, a free virtual event. So good stuff. And let's see, what did I put in here for the Linux and the Hamjack open source challenge an hour ago that I forgot about? <laughs> uh, investigate an open source alternative to software you currently use. I think we've done this one before, but, you know, I'm getting lazy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, if it's possible to make the switch and see how it works for you, go for it. Or check out LibreOffice 7. It's pretty slick. I know uh, Cheryl's using it because I updated her computer to it. And uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on open source or LibreOffice 7 or whatever. Mm, it's okay <laughs> it's okay well no there there have been things you know menu things have changed that's not i i'm having to do a little bit of hunting to find commands that yeah they've yeah. kind of changed the interface a little bit and they've added the ribbon interface to uh supposedly make it a little bit easier to find some of those options but yeah there's a little bit of a a, a change there's, there's a learning curve yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, with anything, they try to enhance it some way and make it better. And with change, you know, if you're used to doing something one way, then change is bad. But it, you'll get used to it again. That's the way it always works. So with all of that open sourcey and amateur radio-y stuff, we're down to the good stuff. Let's dive into some hedonism. And we always start hedonism with a recipe. So we'll bring Cheryl in here, and she can tell us about her recipe for this week or fortnight. 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 Yeah, we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning of the show. Now you're messing stuff up. Did, we, did I not do that again? No, you did not do that again. And Bill just didn't even say anything, and I did neither. I was just like, all right. Oh, uh, cry out loud. <laughs> That's okay. We'll introduce ourselves at the end. end yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay. If you don't know us already. Well, yeah. If you're new to the show, then uh, I guess you're just going to have to wait till the end. To find out who in the world we are. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> so, fine, fine, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Just tell put, us about a recipe. I'm going to put a little post-it note on your screen up there. It says, don't forget intros. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what happens when you record two episodes in a row. You know. Whatever. I, we already did the intros. See, everybody should know already, but. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. So, just, all right, fine. I want to talk about food. So, so anyway, the recipe I picked this week is because Russ is a huge fan of pizza, and we just got a nifty new stoneware pizza pan and a pizza peel that I want to play with, and I think he does, too. He, he seemed pretty impressed with both of them. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So this will be the recipe that we use when we get around to uh, putting those to use, and it's a quick and easy pizza crust. It requires a package of active dry yeast, a teaspoon of sugar, a cup of warm water, 110 degrees, so you don't kill your yeast, uh, two and a half cups of bread flour, two tablespoons of olive oil, and a teaspoon of salt. 
And the rest of the recipe will, of course, be in the show notes. But it's a uh, take about 10 minutes for everything to uh, get ready to go, 15-ish, and then uh, bake it for another 15 or 20 minutes. So you have pizza in about 30 minutes. So that rises pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Now you know. You've got a recipe so you can make pizza. Oh, I'm making pizza. Is that how this is going to go? Do you trust me with a hot oven and a pizza peel? I I trust you with everything as far as food's concerned, because you're the one who makes it all. Yeah, well, <laughs> you should see some of the scars I got on my hands. So. Okay, this is news to me. You know, I burn myself all the time. You know that. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe you <laughs> should see a psychiatrist. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Do you purposely hurt yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I didn't. I, and the bad thing is, my my glasses... Because my eyes are basically at stovetop level. If grease or anything pops on my glasses, apparently it's melting the plastic lenses in my glasses. I have these little <laughs> weird divots in my glasses. Like, well, at least there's something between me and the hot grease. So, well, normally the lenses are warranted for two years, so definitely replace them. Yeah, yeah. I need. I I probably need to drag my butt in. They told me they're like, you can come in on the very last day and get them replaced. I was mm-hmm. like, that is good to know. It's always <laughs> so, a good idea to do. Yeah. So. Well, warranty does usually last the entire warranty period, so I'm just... <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah. I was like, don't I have to get my, you know, when I have to get my eyes examined again? They're like, no. No. Yeah, no. so I was like, okay. So. All right, well, moving on, we've got my drink corner for tonight, which does not involve whiskey. It involves rum, actually. What? It's a very tasty rum. It is a very tasty rum. <laughs> yeah. So. I just thought I'd throw this in here for something different. Plus, it's uh, easy to kind of get through, and it's an easy drinker for sure. Uh, this is the Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva Rum. It's a Venezuelan rum, an aged rum. Uh, the description on this is Diplomatico's identity is forged on a commitment to quality and putting passion and heart into making rums. We are an independent family-owned brand that controls the whole production process from field to bottle to create super, superb quality rums. We value quality and authenticity to produce the finest rums. We take care of our people and local community and protect the environment with our sustainable production practices. Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva is a blend of exclusive rum reserves aged for up to 12 years, carefully selected by our master blenders. Marrying a unique body with excellent balance has made this multi-award winning rum a reference for connoisseurs and fine spirit lovers throughout the world. Opening up with aromas of orange peel, toffee, and licorice, it is smooth on the palate and follows on the notes with toffee fudge that offers a seductive, long-lasting finish. Seductive. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Tastes like uh, communism. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't find the finish that long, but it's uh, it's made from molasses, as rums are made from sugar or a sugar product of some kind. It's bottled at 40% 80 proof. It comes from Venezuela. It's a very dark amber color, which apparently has pulled much of that color from the barrels. Uh, the nose on it is as pretty much as they said. With whiskeys, usually when I read other people's notes, they're sort of way off. But on this, it's really close. <laughs> uh, there's molasses, orange, toffee, licorice, and mint. Uh, the taste, I got a nice, pleasant, forward sweetness. Toffee, fudge, light citrus, and also dark fruit, like dark cherry. And on the finish, uh, medium length. I didn't think it lingered all that long, uh, but it was mostly a combination of the dark sugar molassesy sweetness and soft barrel spice. And this is such a beautiful rum. It's a, it's sort of a after dinner kind of thing. It's, it's sweet, and you don't really want to tank up on a lot of it. But it's very, very good rum. 
not like your Bacardi. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is definitely something you want to sip and savor and enjoy after you've had a nice meal as like an, uh, you know, a digestif or something like that. It's very good stuff. It runs about 35 to $40 a bottle, depending on where you get it from. And I would highly re- uh, recommend that you have a bottle of this in your bar um, to have something other than whiskey. And uh, easy 95 rating on this. I mean, probably could be higher, but, I mean, absolutely solid at 95. And I don't think anyone would disagree with me. I mean, we've, we've given this to non-rum drinkers, and they love it, so... <laughs> So uh, what would you, because we don't really, you don't really review rums too much. I mean, what would you put above and below that, like, that people would recognize? Oh, that people would recognize? <laughs> uh, everything you've ever heard of would be below it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say Bacardi comes in at like 80, 75 or 80. Yeah. Well, um, what if it's 151, though? Yeah, still. 75 or 80. Oh, yeah. oh no, this this stuff like is... <laughs> well, 151 is not bad. But this is... I This like, is just a different class of rum entirely. Yeah, it's, it's, mm, yeah. Okay. It, it's sweet. It's not something you want. You know, like 151, you want to mix it with Coke or something. You don't want to mix this with anything. No, oh, okay. absolutely not. Yeah, no, no this, this no, is no. not a mixing thing. This is a sipper. Yeah, there's so, not too many sipping rums that I no. can just kind of pull off the top yeah. of my head. I, I have a few here, but I don't think anyone would recognize them. So, yeah, this is more like a brandy or a cognac or uh, something like that. It's it's definitely a, a sip alone kind of thing. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's, it's not very expensive either. Like I said, right, you know, high mid to high 30s for a bottle. So... Go get some. I'll have to keep my eye out for that. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's been available everywhere I've ever looked, so it's not hard to get. Well, this is Montucky, so. Well, yeah, you yeah, never know. Montucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got something for us, Bill? No, I'm just back on the Weller at the at the Weller uh, good stuff. Well, You said, well, I got you had a glass stuff. of wine. No. Weller. Oh, oh, the Weller. Uh, <laughs> how did we get talking about wine? I don't remember, but <laughs> I can't remember either. Uh, yeah, I don't think I even have. Well, I have some white wine in the house that I refuse to drink. But see, because uh, I I heard wine too. I thought yeah, because I said we should get Bill a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. Well, I've just drank a lot of this, so I'm probably <laughs> so, <laughs> the, my feet. The, the Weller is his new wine. Yeah, it's just kind of like a wine. It's kind of an amberish. Uh, it's the only white wine I'll drink is Weller. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe next time I'll I'll have something different here. So we'll see. Uh, we need to go get him some beer and some wine and shit. I it. did try the. Uh, I, I I ran out of it already. Obviously, the uh, 1792 small batch. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the 17 to 92 small batch is really good stuff. Better than the bottle and bond, which I haven't had, but I know it is just because I know it is. Yeah, and, I, had a, I had them back to back, and it was like, it was pretty stark difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't notice before. Cause I, mean, I thought the bottle and bond was pretty good by itself, which, I mean, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's only by itself, yeah, I mean, you know, probably it's not bad, um, by any means, but, um, but yeah, yeah, the, uh, the the small batch was was way sweeter and kind of just yeah just totally totally took over it was it was really nice well there you go another nod for 1792 i I can vouch for that so all right well we don't have any music for this episode so that means we're down to the end and i guess we should mention the folks who are hanging out with us in the chat room tonight we had gene bx8aad steve k7hvt 
Don, KC9ZMI, Tony K4XSS, Ted, WA0EIR, Don, KB2YSI, Darren, VK6EK, Dan, KF5TQN, and Stacy, KB7YS. So thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. And I guess since we're about to wrap up the show, we can tell you who you were joining tonight. <laughs> but we'll do that just as we go out. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We hope you have a great couple of weeks and listen to the next uh, Deep Dive episode when that comes around. Remember, we are going to be moving our recordings to Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central. So keep that in mind. We'll be posting that everywhere, all over the place. So everybody knows that things yeah, so are changing. There'll be a, there'll be a little gap because we won't have one this coming Monday. Right. But we will on September 3rd. All right. So. September right. 3rd will be the next one, next live one. So, all right. With that, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this 55th double nickel edition of The Weekender. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freeload network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.
Linux in the Hamshack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.